know, hello, we are back with another episode here with Wake Up With KC. And today I have a very touchy topic that I want to talk about. And with all the negativity, and we've seen news media, violence, um, you know, school shootings, uh, even domestic abuse, and there's even been movies that was created of, you know, intrusion, murder, rape, abuse in so many forms. How can we overcome this, change this in order to feel safe? Today, I have a very special guest, Sabrina Oso, joining us today to talk about this. Sabrina! Hi, Kimberly. This is so great. Thank you for having us. I am so honored and very humbled to have you on the show today because I think, you know, we're all, we have been programmed and conditioned to always be in fear. It's like that fight or flight survival. And it puts more stress on us. And in this day and in age and time that we're in, it's so unnecessary. Yes. But it's, it, it's there's like a slow shift in energy going on, but it's still there. And I find it very impressive. And oh my gosh, I have to give you kudos and credit for what you're fighting for, what you're representing, and what you're, what could I say the better word, advocating for safety, not just in where you live, but in the workplace and in schools. And you're a TEDx speaker, you're a real estate agent, and a consultant. How did this, what Oso oh Safe, that you are the founder of, and this mission, and I feel like it's your purpose, but how did this all begin? Yes, uh, again, thank you so much for having us on your show. Uh, we love all the podcasters. Um, thank you for the incredible introduction and the space for me to speak and to uh, for your listeners, uh, your audience members. Um, I've had enough therapy. I've been in and out of therapy for quite some time to be comfortable enough to say that I am a, a, a survivor of violence. My father beat my mother on a regular basis and my mother would beat me. So when you live in that type of environment, your whole consciousness changes. You're, you have to adjust to the bad and you have to kind of, it's like counterproductive, you know, um, like you said, energy, good energy, positive energy, but we have negative energy. And when you live in that type of environment, you are oozing and oozing negative energy, unfortunately. So you have to kind of deprogram yourself when you don't have the abuse anymore in whatever capacity or form that could take. So for me, uh, I didn't move out until I was 21. Um, 
I did what I was supposed to do. I have a degree in computer science and I went to university and I graduated. And however, in therapy, my therapist said, Sabrina, you're a dancer. Go dance. You've had it on the back burner for so long because I couldn't even mention dance in my house. I couldn't even, there was no one to take me to class. There was no one to, I couldn't talk about it. I couldn't even, nothing, nothing, nothing at all. So I had to just put my life on hold until I moved out essentially. So I, I live in close proximity to New York City. I was born in New York City, actually, but I was raised in New Jersey and I was able to take classes. I was taking 12 classes a week. I was auditioning heavily. I was training. I was um, I, I was completely submerged and immersed in the dance world. And I loved it. I loved it. It, it was me. It was my DNA. It was my calling. And it still is. By far, I'm a dancer. So to answer your question, how did this all come about? Oso oh Safe was born from a one-woman show called Home Sweet Home, question mark. And I played, I wrote, choreographed, and performed it. Um, I did it with myself and my dance students at the time because I taught dance for quite some time, for 10 years and I play different women being abused. She goes to her good place. That's where the dancing comes in. But then she's roped right back into the violence. And the show, though, ends really strong, really empowering. And I did a lot of research for the show. And Kimberly, I couldn't believe the statistics that I was finding. I was blown away. Um, I said, wow, this is so common. <laughs> Not only for me but so many others. So I said to myself, I, I need to make this into a business, a bona fide business with products and services that could really help people. And it was healing for me as well, doing the show, doing the show with my students. Um, yeah. So I, 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 and that's how also Safe was born really out of this one woman show. And I'm not a charity. We're not a charity. We're not a nonprofit. We respect all of the charities and nonprofits that deal with domestic violence. I don't even like to call it domestic violence. I prefer to say home violence because it's more inclusive and it doesn't have a stigma that it's always the woman who's the victim. There are male victims out there. And also domestic violence, it assumes that, um, that it's a woman's problem and clearly it, it isn't. It's everybody's problem, you know. So I prefer to say home violence. Uh, but I hope I answered the question, how did this all come about? Um, I'm, I'm doing my best to turn pain into power. Wow. Now, like, you know, growing up in, in a very abusive household, um, I know there's emotional, mental, verbal, physical, you know, even financial yeah. and probably spiritual abuse. Right. Yeah. And did you like come to realization? Cause I talk about emotional, energetic traumas Uh huh. Right. comes from the, it starts with the womb. 
and the woman, unfortunately, because the woman is the one that brings life. Right. So my thing and Greg Braden was the one that caught me, caught my attention when he spoke this is whatever the woman's experiencing and the child's in the womb, the child's experiencing it too. And I was like, Oh my God, that, that so makes sense. Right. Right. I'm like, I was in my mom's womb. My mom was in her mother's womb. How far back does this bullshit go? <laughs> right. Far. You know, so did you, did you discover like how based on your mother and father, what they went through growing up and saw the cycle and pattern to where yes. you yeah. In fact, uh, I'm Italian. I mean, I was born in, in here, but my parents were born and raised in Italy. And I've traveled to Italy multiple times. I have family there. I'm fluent. It was my first language, actually. <gasps> Speak and, Italian. Uh, right now? Yes. Adesso? Uh, yeah. Allora... In Italia sto, ho scoperto che c'erano tanti segreti sporchi nella mia famiglia. Mm. <laughs> I said, I said, there's a lot, uh, in my family, I've discovered that there's like dirty secrets, you know, where you find out, wow, she was getting abused and my aunt was getting abused and wow, he did that to her and um yeah so you know as you get older you think holy cow this is uh generational you know mm -hmm. you hear that term right generational trauma generational abuse or uh violence and and yeah it's if you don't correct it if you don't fix it if you don't get therapy if you don't do your homework you're going to pass it on to your kids and the kids' kids. And, and you have to be conscious of that. You have to, I, as we say it also say, if you have one job, un lavoro, one job, if you're a victim or a former victim, a survivor, your job is to not repeat the same mistakes as your parents. That's it. Otherwise, what's the point? What's the point? Because then they win. The parents that abused you, they win. And why would you do that? Why would you? My therapist would say that, um, like in, in session, you're, you're in session and, and it's like a mirror. You know, a good therapist will hold up the mirror gently and say, for example, my therapist would say, Sabrina, you're acting like your parents. And when she would say that to me, it was like, well, I don't want that. I don't, I don't, non voglio quello. I don't want that. You know, I, cause then you're just, it's like uh, all the suffering was in vain, you know? So if they didn't fix it, well, you got to fix it, you know, for your kids, for your kids, kids, or whatever children are in your life. Um, you have to set the example. So, so yeah, I, I saw it a lot in my family and, and it, it's so painful, you know, because you, and, and the women in my family in Italy, you wouldn't know it. 
You wouldn't know it almost, you know, they kept the, they would cook and clean and take care of the kids. And, but you find out that her husband was a, an ass. Yeah, uh, and they would have a mistress on the side. I'm sorry? Mistresses on the side. Most probably. Yeah, exactly. So, so, and it's, um, it's almost like, wow, we're living a lie, you know, we're living a lie. And then, and then you get the, and I call them out on it now when I go back and I, you know, they'll say, oh, your uncle so-and-so was so great. And uncle so-and-so was so great. And I'm, and I say, no, no, they weren't. I found out a year or two ago that he was beating the crap out of aunt so-and-so. And so I call them out on it. I said, well, we have different definitions of good, miss or mister. <laughs> you know, and they kind of are taken aback. You know, I see their expression and I'm like, yeah, I'm putting it in, in your face. Stop perpetuating the lie. Call it out. Um, you know, you're not doing anyone any good by living the lie and saying, yeah, he was such a great grandfather or a great uncle or, and there's women also that perpetuate the violence that perpetuate the abuse by far. But, but in my family, for the most part, it was men, some women. Um, yeah. And it's just, uh, it's definitely generational. Definitely. It's and, that and energetic, emotional trauma. that get, And that energy just transfers to another human being, to another human being, right. until you wake up. Right. Right. Until you wake up. Right. Until you become conscious or you, you make the effort, the concerted effort to be conscious. You know, and I find it interesting, especially in Italy at the time, like... Uh, you heard the phrase manja, manja, you know, eat, right? Eat. Yeah. And I think back about that and, and they'll say, you know, uh, my family was, uh, poor or, you know, they didn't have much money. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I don't want to say that it's like a mix, you know, like the, the ones that came from the war and, you know, they lived in poverty and Hitler and, um, uh, Mussolini or, you know, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, um, and I just said to myself, wow, this is not, um, they said eat, 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 but it, it was almost as if you know, we didn't have money. That's not the problem. You know, that's not the problem. The problem was that there was violence. There was abuse. There was chaos. There was dysfunction. Uh, that's not, that wasn't the problem. Uh, you know, so I, I look at that and, and it's like brainwashing, you know, it's brainwashing. Oh, that goes on in, in religion. Yes. You know? Yes. And exactly. it, it's funny it's not funny. I find it very, I don't even know the word to, to put in place in this, that, you know, in Italy, because the Catholicism or Catholicism, you know, but yet these men were going to mass and doing all this stuff, but then they're going home and beating the women. Right. Yep. 
Yeah, religion played a big part. And another part of, like you said, the I, I like that you said that religion, brainwashing. And, you know, I, we respect people's religion, you know, but open your eyes. You know, we say open your eyes because the, 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 and I would say not one religion has it right. I have to say not one, especially nope. Catholicism, especially Catholicism. Christianity. They're, yeah. they're almost the same, you know, right, right. It, it's like, okay, you go to, it's being hypocritical, honestly. Yes. Exactly. You, you put a mask, you got a mask on when you go and, and, you know, and you, you put your knees in that pew and you're praying, oh Lord, this, this, this. But then when you go home, you're an ass. Right. And you disrespect a woman that bears your children. Right. Take care of your house. Right. Creates the meals. Right. And beat the children and make them feel like they owe you. And uh, yeah, it's so wrong. It's distorted. It, that's it's, a definition of insanity. Right. Right. It is. It is. It's just, it, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's illogical. It's absolutely illogical. So, you know, what's the point of um, uh, uh, you're praying, you're, you're, you hope and and then you have this person on a cross nailed to a cross i mean if you think about that that is traumatic to yeah. teach your children that like and you know as a catholic uh a uh, uh, catholic boy or girl you're taught that and and you look back and it's like what were we thinking <laughs> Why you know, are worshiping something like that? I'm like sorry. You're being, it's like it's a program to put fear and guilt. Right. Yeah. And, you're, and like I remember um, Dr. Wayne Dwyer. Yes. His daughter mentioned, like, she didn't want to go inside because they went to a private school. Uh -huh. And. They had to go to that once the sanctuary or whatever. And there was a man on a cross, you know, looked like, and she goes, I don't want to go in there. Right. Right. That, I don't like the seeing that. Right. Yeah. It's traumatizing. And no thought about that. She goes, well, that's traumatizing for a little kid to see a man on a cross that, you know, right. why are you worshiping and being reminded of the past? Right. And right. they don't really know if that actually happened, I mean, I know in Roman times and certain crimes, learning about the history. Right, right. You can't yeah. say for sure that Jesus was, and his name wasn't even Jesus for crying out loud. It was Yeshua. And Hebrew and Aramaic, it's Joshua. Wow. See, yeah, I, I know. I, I, um, you know, uh, like for so many people, religion is the foundation of so much and everything is is circulating around that and you find out that it's hypocritical it's lying it's uh it's um it's the opposite of you know at also safe we're about positivity empowerment encouragement freedom of choice and respect safety well religion is the opposite it's yes. the opposite, you know, so, so what's the point? Like, really, I, I want to say to people, 
look at it, really look at it, try to look at it from the outside and, and really see, did it serve you? You know, did it really, did it serve you? Did it benefit you? If it didn't work for you, why would you pass that on to other generations and especially women, you know, in any religion, women are subpar. They are not even second class citizens. I would say even lower than that. Uh, children have no rights or, or they're not, you know, you do as I say type of a mentality. And that is not what we're put on the earth for, you know? No, I agree with you, Sabrina. And it goes, if they really knew the true his history of Christianity, even back in the Roman times when it started being organized, right? torture, they right. grew to indigenous people, right. over 80 million in the history was murdered and killed and tortured. Wow. I didn't even know that. I, I knew but it was You didn't high. convert to the religion. Right. Right. You, yeah. the, these indigenous tribes were tortured. And then right. they come over to North America and they were put in there doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, I'm like, okay, you're saying God is all of love and da 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 da. He's a fearing God. He's a judge. I'm like, uh, no, he's not. If you read your Bible and then you cross reference to ancient writings, there were more than one. There were actually highly evolved beings, aliens that came from another planet that came over here to earth that helped create civilization by creating human beings. And then, you know, they started warring with each other and then getting you to war against, you know, other places to conquer and divide. Hello, history repeating itself. It's just a different timeline. Right. And it's just the hatred, the violence, the, the, the right. separation it that's in religion and that's in politics. Right, right. It's just perpetuating all of the same nonsense, all of the same um, control, manipulation, domination. It's it's not what we're supposed to be here for at all. You know, we're supposed to evolve. We're supposed to empower each other, ourselves, and Encourage, each other. Encourage, inspire, right? Help one another. Create. We're supposed to create, not yes. not uh, destroy or. Um, uh, uh, and, and, and be in bondage or, uh, depressed. Uh, I'm sorry. Suppressed. Yes. Suppress, oppress, repress, which causes depression. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, so, um, it's, it's counterproductive in so many ways. And, uh, um, and, and why, you know, why, you know, it's funny because I mean, it's not funny, but People would say to me growing up, life is short. You know, life is short. I would hear that all the time. But I said to myself, I want to die. I don't want to live like this anymore. I, I was suicidal from 16 to 19. Mm. And because living in that type of environment, you, you don't want to hear the fighting anymore. You don't want to hear the police coming to your house anymore. You don't want to hear dad beating up mom or mom beating you up, or you just don't want, you want it to end. So people that are abused, 
suicide is a almost a daily part of their existence and i never got that like life is short it's like what are you talking about i i want to i want to disappear right now and it's not until i got therapy and i i got better and you know you spend your adulthood healing from your childhood and now i get it life is short but when you live in that type of environment, your life is stolen from you. So, and how dare they, like abusive parents, abusive step-parents, or whoever you live with. I mean, you could be living with an abusive grandparent or an abusive sibling or whatever your home environment is. How dare they? How dare they steal your life? And it's because they're messed up. They're mm -hmm. messed up, so they got to mess you up. So I, I get it now. Life is short, and what a waste. You know, what a waste. And and I, I go back to Italy. I never was able to appreciate Italy for its beauty when I was there as a kid because there was always fighting. It was always a war. It was always my dad would beat up my mom or or my mother would um oh my gosh there was so much yelling and screaming and fighting and i never got to appreciate the beauty of italy and to be proud to be italian until my adulthood like my adult uh actually yeah it's been uh i don't know 10 years now that i got to appreciate it and again like what a waste you know what a waste you know because Italy is such a beautiful country, but I couldn't see it that way. I just saw it as a, oh my gosh, uh, is my father going to make a scene on the plane, humiliate my mother? Uh, he's going to hit her or she's going she's gonna to hit me. When you got architecture in Italy, fashion, food, oh the my God. water, the Mediterranean Sea, you got um beautiful beautiful beaches when i say beautiful beaches i mean extraordinary uh, uh, uh nature um it's a beautiful landscape it's like a piece of heaven on earth yes yes a gem a gem just a gem you know the fashion the architecture when you go to rome it's breathtaking i mean you see the Colosseum in books in in on the internet but when you stand in front of it it's so majestic i mean i and i know a lot of bad things happen there historically yeah but if you put that aside and and just kind of appreciate it for its beauty its grandeur its ma majesticness it, it's just breathtaking just the architecture that they were able to create such a structure. Um, that's Italy, you know, it's only, in Italy, you know, so I'm just amazed at uh, the, yeah, just the beauty of it, you know. Um, so what is it that, yeah, cause I, 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 I have a little, like I have a Pinterest of, you know, uh, like a folder for places where I want to go. And Italy is definitely one of them. There's one place 
where it seems like different colors of against the like the rock and you got the ocean and you got this little winding road and i'm like i don't know where that is but i want to go there <laughs> oh oh i wish you knew the name of it yeah i'm trying to I think, think. it's the sea uh <laughs> a sea a sea capri, uh, capri? Like uh, what? Is it capri capri maybe c-a-p-r-i capri Capri, Capri, yeah. You have to go to Capri. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, and where my family's from, Capri is about um it's it's just a couple of hours away from where we are. Uh like the region is Calabria. So it's like the the boot, the bottom uh, of the you know, if this is the heel. This is the, boot, the, the, if this is the heel of the boot, my family's like here, like the shoe part of it. And Capri is just above, uh, I, I, I forgot the region where Capri is because Italy is a bunch of regions. There's, um, uh, Calabria, there's, uh, Emilia Romagna, there's Lombardia, there's, uh, Toscana. So there's a lot of, uh, regions and Capri, I don't know what region that is, but, Capri is beautiful. I've been there. Um, Amalfi, that's where the volcano. Um, yeah, Amalfi, I remember that one. I, it's just yeah. like the angle of, like, there was a yellow, there was an orange, there was, you know, it, it looked like a hotel. I don't know if there were apartments or what. Then you got the winding road, and it was like on the edge of a cliff, <laughs> and then you had the sea. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Check that out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, my ancestry <laughs> is, um, my grandmother's maiden name is Malzoni. Malzoni. Okay. Uh-huh. And her father was from Sicily. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. You're Italian. Yeah. <laughs> You're Italian. Yeah. So and you gotta go. I, I love Italy and, you know, I understand certain parts of it, but then I just got... I had an Italian boyfriend after that first experience. I'm like, nope, I am not going to marry an Italian. I don't want to be a part of any Italian. I, <laughs> I know better now. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the Italian, Italian men, you mean, right? Italian right. men in general. Yeah. Um, it's getting a little bit better, but yeah, a lot. I mean, uh, I, I would say like in every, in every part of the world, we got to evolve. We just have to evolve, you know? Um, but yeah, there's a lot of Italian tradition still pretty strong where the woman does her thing and, you know, and then the man does his thing. It is changing where both are working, you know, and it's not like the woman doesn't work. I mean, being home, it's work, it's work, you know, but um, uh, it's more adopting where, it's, it's more of a um, accepting where, okay, you know, she's going to work or she's not getting married or she's just living with her boyfriend and it's not a catastrophe anymore. It's getting better, but it needs work. We all yeah. need <laughs> Not just there, but everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, you know, with Oh So Safe, what is the purpose of Oh So Safe? 
and yes, what you're yes. trying to do to help others that are in, you know, abusive relationships and abusive home or school or even a workplace, you know, how does Oso oh Safe come in? Yes. Uh, thank you for asking that. Um, we focus on three markets, the markets that you mentioned, uh, home, your your place of residence, if you will, workplaces and schools slash universities. However, the focus is definitely in places of residence, because if you think about it, Kimberly, everything happens in the home, good, bad, ugly, and different. So we're saying we created a product uh, and a service, if you will, called Oso Safe Certifications. What does that mean? We are introducing into the real estate industry, uh, and we want this to propagate over all residency, but we're focusing on the landlord-tenant portion of the industry because that would be the path of least resistance. We're saying, look, Mr. and Miss Landlord, hire us. We'll get your property also safe certified. What does that mean? You purchase the Oso Safe Home Sweet Home Package. It consists of a policy, a seminar, an app, and therapists assigned to the property. So just to give a summation of each thing, of each item, the policy basically states, I as a landlord, I promise to provide you a safe space for you to live. You in turn as my tenant, you promise to not act in any way, shape, or form abusively. Otherwise, you, the abuser only, gets immediately evicted from the premises. And we go into full knowledge knowing that that would be the consequences. So there's no surprises. And also in, 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 in the policy, we have included in there that children have a say on where they want to live if there's abuse. So we don't wait until they're 18 years old because quite frankly, Kimberly, waiting until they're 18 is way too late. Children know who make them feel safe. They know who make even teeny tiny toddlers, I would say even infants, but as long as they can communicate who they feel safe with, well, we should listen to that and adhere to that and pay attention to that. So that's the policy. The second component is the seminar. Everybody gets educated on facts, statistics, warning signs, definitions of abuse, the difference between abuse and discipline, what constitutes a good relationship. So that way it takes out the mystery Oh, I didn't know that pulling my partner's hair constitutes abuse. Now you know. And everybody gets educated, adults and children. The third component is an app. I hired a software company to design an app Well, where it will detect violent-like movements and captures them in real time, issuing alerts to the landlord. So let's say a landlord has 10 units. They get an alert. Oh my gosh, I just saw you beat the crap out of her in my unit two, and you just beat the crap out of him in my unit 10. You got to go. You signed the policy. You went through the seminar. You are held to a higher regard, a higher standard in an oh so safe certified property. I have to protect everybody else in my complex. You got to go. So that's the app. The fourth component and the final component are therapists assigned to the property. So we require in a not so safe certified property to check in with your therapist once a month. Is everything okay? Do you feel like anything is looming? Well, Mr. and Ms. Therapist, actually our kid came home with bad grades. 
we we're not going to beat the crap out of them. We we're we we know better than that. But help us through this because we don't know how to handle this. So Kimberly, all of these components working together makes for better residency, safer residency, and it's better for business. And this is all on the preventative side versus waiting for an episode of violence to occur. Then police come, bad news travels fast. You're told, call, go to a lawyer, move out, truck the kids. You're running around town like a refugee. He or she could still come after you. We resolve it right in residency. There's more involved, but just for the sake of this interview, I wanted to keep it as simple as possible. So this is what we are marketing and introducing into the real estate industry. And I know if I had this growing up, my reality as a child would have been much, much different, better my father would not have gotten away with half the things he got away with. So uh, this is what we are introducing and we're doing this in schools and also in the workplace. But everything fundamentally begins in the home. And we say at Oso Safe, if we make home safe, everything else will be safe. The schools, universities, workplaces, theaters, malls, stores, everything. Because if you trace back all the school shooters, their home life was hell. And I'm not making excuses for them. Please don't misunderstand me. But that needed to be nipped in the bud when these boys, and for the most part, let's face it, most of the shooters, if not all, are young men, young adult boys really and if they were if they had oso safe at their school in pre-k kindergarten first grade second grade they would never it would never reach the level where they're shooting up the school killing teachers and students and children that needed to be nipped in the bud when they were teeny tiny not at 18 19 years old it's too late it's too late I mean, pick your school, uh, Columbine, Parkland, Uvalde in Texas. Uh, I mean, yeah, the name Ohio, Ohio, pick your state. <laughs> so this is what we are introducing into the real estate industry to make safety a required standard condition of residency. Uh, we're also talking to insurance companies and to um, to say, look, give a monetary reward to the landlord to say, look, your property will be worth more and your insurance rates will go down if you get if you get your property also safe certified. You should be rewarded financially for making safety a required standard condition of residency beyond the heat, hot water, electricity, central air, um, the asbestos, you take care of the window guards. That's great. But if your tenants, your residents aren't safe, all of that is secondary to safety. You got to give, give, and I heard you curse, so I'm going to curse. Go ahead. Uh, you got to give a shit about your tenants, about 
And like I said, we want this to propagate over all residency, whether you rent, whether you own, whether you have a mortgage or not. But for the landlords and tenants, because we're starting there, you need to give a shit about the children living in your residence when when they they sign that document, the lease, right? So the policy would be an addendum to existing leases. Because what good is it if they're fighting and then your other tenants hear it and they hear banging and they hear children crying and things breaking and why? Why? You you need to make safety a required standard condition of residency. So I hope I make sense. No, you absolutely. I, I'm like, oh my God, this is a genius. Oh, you know? thank you. I, I a, love a, a genius about this. idea. And oh, I'm like, whoa, this is, I'm like, I wish we could have had this like decades ago. Right, right. And, and it's been challenging. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's been challenging. And, and, but this is, we're moving the real estate industry in this direction. And quite frankly, um, if there's anything that COVID did on the positive side is to highlight how important your mental health is and why not make this a part of your residency and your home should be a safety zone. It shouldn't be hell. It shouldn't be a war zone. It should be your sanctuary. It should be where you could exhale and be like, I'm here. I'm present. I'm safe. My kids are safe or whoever you live with. That's how it should be. You know, that's it period over and out. So, so why not make this a standard, a a real estate standard, whether you live in a townhouse, a co-op, a condo, a single family home, a multifamily dwelling, a two family home, a villa, a mansion, a mobile home, a senior community, a dorm. You don't beat the shit out of anyone. You don't verbally, physically, or sexually abuse anyone. If you do, you're out. You're out and you don't have access back into the residence and you don't have access to your children at that residence. As far as we're concerned at Oso Safe, that's how it should be. Either shape up or you're getting shipped out of your residence and shipped out of your kid's life. Mm. That's how it should be. So how would, um, you know, if that happened, you know, cause then the courts have to get in, you know, to, no. you know, because no, no, because this gets resolved right in residency. And I know maybe in the beginning until we get more momentum, people will say that, you know, well, the courts, but what do you need the courts for? We resolve if, if the abuser is out and, and then we go in with extra therapy to get the rest of the family de-victimized, if you will, you don't have to move. You don't have to relocate. Uh, he, he or she, whoever the abuser is, is not coming back. Um, you become a functioning member of society. Once you feel safe, like, wow, um, I could take care of my kids. I don't have to relocate to another job. I don't have to relocate my kids to another school. We're going to get extra therapy. 
um, I, I know I deserve to be in a better relationship the next time around. Uh, you're, you're going to know the warning signs. You're going to practice safety. What do you need the courts for? For what? Well, then now, if you want to stay married, if that's your business, but you're not going to be here with him or her, you want to stay married and we'll give you enough education to say, wait a minute. No, I'm going to get divorced. He's beating me up or she's beating me up or the the kids are getting beat up. This is no way to live. So we give you the tools and the education to open your eyes and to say, I don't have to live like this, you know? So, so we feel that the courts, you won't need them. It gets what about the police residency. How would would the landlord call the police when he gets the detection from the app? Like there's some. Yeah, the the app can be set up where the police are called right away. Like as soon as the violence hits, and the app is not going to pick up conversations or documents. It'll pick up like pulling hair, a punch, a slap a hit, a rape, a kick, a violence. So that's proof. So even if it goes to court, it eliminates the he said, she said factor. Um, and yeah, the police will, the police will assist in getting the abuser to stay out because the policy is there. It's on paper. You went through the seminar you you have therapists assigned to the property. Uh, you have the app where you you have a, a video and a picture of what's going on. What do you need the courts for? Right. You won't need them. You won't need them. It gets resolved right in residency. And I, I want to reiterate safety becoming a required standard condition of residency. Think about that. You won't be able to get away with half the things you got away with before because now safety, there's not going to be verbal, physical, sexual abuse. There's going to be consequences on the residential side, on the how you live. So it's not, it's no more, okay, sign this lease, sign this mortgage, sign the title to the property. Here are the keys. Do whatever you want. No, not anymore. Uh, now there's mechanisms and systems in place where you have to practice safety. And that should be the norm. And that... That should be the normal part of your day, of your life, day to day, uh, especially for children, Kimberly, because children suffer the most. Yeah. I, I know I was one of them. And uh, and it sounds like you were too, if I'm not mistaken, right? I was in an abusive marriage and I, I, I hated the fact that my daughters were witnessing because I knew they felt it. Right. You know, and then even when I was pregnant with them, you right. know, the stress, the, 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 
the emotional, mental, verbal abuse day in, day out, right. working a full-time job, having three daughters. Right. You know, right. and nowhere to go. Like even after my divorce, I I stayed four years. I was divorced. I didn't he didn't give me the money to buy out. It was in a land. Oh, once I sell it, I'll give you the cash. Well, I was looking at that's a way I could get out, have get my own place. I have to start now from being an at-home mom to being a working single mom. Right, right, right. Stuck in the same environment, wanting desperately to get out and get my girls out of that environment. Right. See, in a no-so-safe sort of private property, he would have to get out. He would have to get out and... And the what? thing about it is, Sabrina, I went to court and I looked at the judge. I didn't have an attorney. My I, I couldn't afford an attorney. My attorney, after the money, like, disappeared, uh, there was no more money to give. She dropped me. So I went to the court. I'm like, look, not for nothing. We have, I have three girls. We live in a house in West Palm Beach. He has a house in Fort Lauderdale. Have him go stay there. Right. And what oh, did the no. court do? Nothing. Right. Right. I know. It's horrendous. It's horrendous. I was just blown away. I'm like, he has two properties until right. the property that's supposed to be sold in order to give me to move out of the West Palm Beach. Right. right. You can stay th down there. That's what I don't understand with these courts. Everything is right in front of them. The evidence, whatever information they need, these judges, it's right in front of in front of them. What do they do? I had DCF investigations because I bet I a, bet a, a, a functioning alcoholic. Very. I, I was just like, oh, my God. And then they're like, well, if you don't get out and something else happens, it's going to be on you. And I'm like, where do you want me to go? Well, is there any place you could go? Can you go to a shelter? No, there's a three month list. Right. Well, right. do you have yeah. a family? There are no Cala. My kids are in school here. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I know. I know. I'm sorry that I, I like when people re, uh, um, divulge to me that they've been through abuse in any capacity. I, I just like to say I'm, I'm sorry. You know, there's too many of us. There's just too many of us. And the courts, we say this that also safe over and over and over again. They make it worse, especially for children. They make it worse. It's like, do you see what what is right in front of you? Put it together. It's right there. You didn't even have to go to counseling. I had to take my yeah. kids, drive to counseling in order to yeah. keep my kids with me. Right. I dreaded them to that. Oh my God, they could be taken away from me and him both. Right. And then me. put in foster care. Or yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, it's it's atrocious. It's, it's atrocious. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is how the judiciary system, right? Yeah, is operating. And my kids, like, after that, having to go to counseling, and they're like, "What's the point? We have to go back to the same environment." Dad isn't doing having to go get counseling or any help. Why are we having to? Right. It's, I know. Oh, well, here, we're going to help you, you know, be able to cope and function and live with a functioning alcoholic that's verbally, mentally, and emotionally abusive. This is what we're going to, we're going to give the tools and the resources on how you can. No. Really? 
Wow. Yeah. See, I know like as if you have to change your life, you, you have to mold yourself and appease and appease. it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Get and it like, out. And you got, book, you got book knowledge, but apparently you never experienced it, bitch. Right. Right. Sorry, <laughs> but I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I, 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 I feel, I feel your, your pain. I, I, I get it. I, it's mind boggling. I, I, I feel like the courts, they side with whoever the abuser is, male or female, whoever the abuser is, that's who they side with. I, I, I hands down. And I have personal and professional experience with this. That's why once why? we more momentum, when we get as we get more and more momentum, I think this will really catch on and people will want nothing less than live in a no so safe certified property because, and, and I've said this to the, at the time, it was a number of years ago, um, uh, in the New Jersey apartment association, he was the v VP of legal affairs. And I said to him, he was very uh, kind and but I said to him, um, I forgot his name slips my mind right now, but I said, the laws will have to follow what we're doing at Oh So Safe. And he just looked at me. I'm never going to forget his look like almost like he's saying, I never thought of it like that, even though he didn't say anything or maybe he was just astounded, like, like he didn't know what to say, but because the courts have it wrong. They have it wrong. And, and you just, you know, another case right in front of me. You, we just met. It's not like we know each other. We just met. You just proved my point. If the courts, the laws, the judges, the, um, the child protective service agencies were doing their job, then the statistics that I know would not be horrendous like they are. And another disturbing statistic that I find uh, a couple of them, and they all have to do with children, 15 million children witness violence in their own homes each and every year. That's just in the US, just the ones that we know about. And every single day in the US, five children are murdered at the hands of an abusive parent under the watch of your so-called laws and courts. If you were doing your job, that would not be the case. That would not be people's reality, children's re reality. So come and talk to me about two-year-old Kira Franchetti, three-year-old Bella Bond, six-year-old Zymir Perkins, seven-year-old Nix Mary Brown, seven-year-old Julesia Batiste. They're all dead, Kimberly. They were murdered at the hands of their abusive parent. Child Protective Service agencies were involved. Lawyers were involved. The courts were involved. Judges were involved. Go away. Go away. Step aside. Follow what we're doing. I hate to sound like that, to be blunt, but you failed and you continue to fail. We're done. We're, we're done. Um, whatever that needs to be improved, we're going to improve at Oh So Safe. Whatever needs to be modified and adjusted, we're going to do it. But 
to have it resolved right in residency, that's where it needs to be. That That's going to change the face of residency for all of us. Those of us that are safe, because you never know, you could be dating a psycho. And if you don't have the tools and know the warning signs in an also safe certified property, you're going to know, wait a minute, he said this and she said that she's isolating me. She's controlling my money or he's controlling my money. I learned this at Oso Safe in the property. I'm breaking it off right now. Well, you just saved yourself saved yourself from a horrible situation, a horrible relationship. Um, you know, you could come from a safe family or an unsafe family. It, it it's going to benefit everybody, especially the kids. This is how residency has to go. It has to. It, otherwise, what the hell are we doing? Um, Repeating or, history. I'm sorry. Repeating history. Exactly. And for what? For what? For more senseless deaths and, and just more negative energy. Right. Doesn't do anyone any good. Nope. 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 It's unnecessary. It's um it's really more joy and fun. I'm sorry. Pleasure. I said we could have more joy, fun, pleasure, and yes. yes. joy life. Yes, yes. Yep. Yeah, and 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 you know, there's plenty. We're not saying to people, you're never going to fight with your spouse or your partner, your significant other. You're never going to have conflict. Of course, there's going to be conflict. There's going to be problems. There's going to be fights, arguments, but it should never, ever cross the line of abuse. Not verbally, not physically, not sexually. And that's what we teach at Oso Safe. You know. When, when you're born, like, uh, I would say all of us, we take it for granted. Oh, here's the baby. Congratulations. Take it home. How do you know? How do you know that kid is, is not going home to hell or home where home is safe? Get them also safe certified. Teach them. Give them the tools and say, look. Sign the paper, sign the policy that you promise not to act like an abuser, like a beast, like a barbarian, like a savage. Don't beat your kid. Don't beat your, your significant other. Uh, practice safety. All of these things should be a part of your, it shouldn't be taken for granted, especially when you come from abuse. You could easily repeat the cycle as we talked about earlier right. in this Inter in this podcast, it has to be an effort. It has to be, there has to be education and one education that is practiced, not just one and done. Like, oh, okay, I signed it. Uh, I'm certified. No. And an also safe certified property, it's practiced. It's, uh, um, it's a regular part of your daily life, you know, um, because situations happen, you know, your kid gets bullied or your kid comes home pregnant or you get a, into a big fight with your spouse and it was a close call. And it's a heated argument and we got to learn these things and we have to practice these things and, and 
there's a way to fight, you know, and, and especially for kids to watch their parents fight. It's very traumatic. It's you know? that energy. They feel it. They're seeing it. They're hearing it and they're feeling it. Yep. And that changes the biochemistry. So yes. every time they hear a, a, a raised voice, it right. automatically kicks in. Yes. It's a memory now, a body memory. Right. That yeah. energy comes back to life. It's being triggered. Right. Trigger. Very good. Yes. Thank you for saying that. It is a trigger and we get triggered in different ways. And it could be as simple as somebody stroking you like, hi, but maybe your sex abuser did that to rope you in and mm -hmm. it's innocent, right? But it could be a trigger or for me, like, um, slamming doors is, is a big trigger for me. And people slam doors, right? You get upset, you slam a door, but my father, I mean, the whole house would shake and I just, and, and I, I could still, you know, and, and it's been years, but you remember, you know, you remember, I, I, I remember, I, I have to say, uh, the whole Johnny Depp, Amber Heard trial, and I, I take the position that Johnny Depp is the victim. He was the victim. And I'm so glad that he won. And 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 that I, I think a lot of us learned a lot from that whole trial. I mean, I watched it pretty closely. The things that he recounted from his own childhood, his mother, so abusive, his father being passive, and an end and enabler, but he was a victim too. But his mother was so abusive and he was attracted. Yeah. Amber. That same yeah. type. Right. Right. And <clears throat> even though with all of his accolades, right? And his money and his success, when he he sat on that stand recounting his childhood. I was like crying. I was like, it's, it's very, it's right here for him. It's not like a long time ago. Oh, that's in the past. But you know what I find fascinating? He was married prior to Amber, had kids with his wife. You didn't really hear anything, any problems between him and her. Vanessa. He got up, divorced her, went to Amber. And I'm like, what the yeah. hell? Yeah. Um, I don't think he wasn't ever married to Vanessa, but they, I mean, they were co, you know, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, co-couple, you know, they raised their kids. Uh, right. Right. And, um, yeah, I, I know he, well, he got asked that very question, like what happened? I, I think it was one of his attorneys, like why, why didn't you, why did you stay or, you know, and he paused and he said, he said a couple of things. And, and one of them that I remember is he didn't want to fail again. Like, I think he felt like he failed with Vanessa. Like it was a failed relationship, whether it was both of them, whether it was one more than the other, he didn't want to fail again. And he, and I think in the back of his mind, he just thought she'll change. She'll, she'll come around. 
So I, I just thought that whole trial was very educational and very bold of him to come out and really put himself for all vulnerable, but being authentic finally. Yes. Realizing that I was a problem, but I was also the solution and waking up. Like you had to go through this experience in order to wake up and realize. Right. Right. And I'm so glad he did. I'm so glad that he got out of it, that he, that he, saw and even his kids actually saw it before he did and i'm sure that caused a lot of friction um but and maybe a part of him said you know what i don't deserve to be in a good relationship maybe he sabotaged his relationship with vanessa because he thought in the back of his mind i am my mother said I'm nothing. I'm a piece of shit. The programmings, the emotional, energetic traumas. Right. You know, I'm nothing. I'm, and he, he was good to her, his mother. He, he, he was, uh, he took care of her because she needed medical help. And, uh, he paid for a nice home for her because he he could afford it at that time. And, uh, I mean, after, because uh, he didn't come from money, you know, it was his acting. He He's a great actor. And um, but we really take it for granted that we think, yeah, you know, OK, date, go out with this one and go out with that one and have a baby. Here's the baby. Go home and congratulations. I know oh, you're getting married. Oh, congratulations. We really need to not take it for granted and really that that's why I'm pushing hard for oh so safe and, and getting properties oh so safe certified, getting people in those properties oh so safe certified. I think we, we will all benefit from this. Um now can I you can we um can I promote it here in Florida with all these apartment complexes? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, our goal, our short to long-term goal is definitely to make this global, but we are, we are concentrating on making it national, but the tri-state area, but we'll go anywhere, uh, Florida, Colorado, Ohio. We have like flyers. Cause I would like, you know, mail me some flyers. Cause I, I will go to these. Hey, you guys need to check this out. It could yes. say, because not only that is, and I'm just gonna put that, the, the especially the department complex and they're owned by somebody like yes. a corporation right um if they did this like you've seen so many abusive things things getting destroyed property getting destroyed that costs more money right right ah you got to replace the appliances now you know that would decrease that happening with oh so safe that's right yep yeah it'll uh in three capacities where your you know when you own a property um you hope that they don't destroy it that that they are that they pay their rent you know obviously that they don't destroy your property 
And that um, if you don't take the precautions that you need to take with home violence, well, you're risking destruction of your property, destruction of the people like harm or the worst case, a murder, which happens. It happens. Yeah. Uh, uh, that would be the worst case. And then you have to clean up, clear up, explain. I mean, when, when with those so safe certifications, it's all on the preventative side, you know, and even if violence occurs, we have, like I said, the systems and mechanisms in place to minimize the damage to, to get everyone in the property that's left uh, de-victimized and become a functioning member of society. And that includes continue to paying you rent and, or, or whatever it is, the mortgage or whatever, whatever your arrangement is in, in real estate. Um, yeah. Uh, and I thank you for seeing the whole picture, you know, uh, uh, the, the vision, you know, and, and, and it, it has to Kimberly, we can't go on like this, especially children. We can't go on like this. Yeah. Um, I know how it's dear to your heart because you wear it. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, yeah. My and I wish you the best of success. And I, and I wish you. the one that's dear to your heart gets out. Yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Um, I, I want to mention I have an, uh, a YouTube channel called Oso Safe Kids, and I'm speaking to children, um, both safe at home and not safe at home. And it's a space where I speak openly about abuse, about violence, and I'm, I'm empowering children to speak out on behalf of their own abuse and to say that it's not their fault. And to say, actually, if you're not safe at home, don't go home. You stay right at the school, attach yourself to a, a desk, uh, a chair, the cafeteria, the auditorium. Take me where I'm safe. It could be an aunt, an uncle, a grandparent, a close family friend. Tell your teachers, your your uh, uh, um the superintendent, the principal, the police, I'm not going home. Home is where I get beat up. Home is where I get verbally, physically, sexually abused. You take me where I am safe. And that's part of the certification. When both parents are abusive, the third level of also safe certification gets in invoked and initiated. That child gets to dictate where they want to live. And it's an also safe adoption an aunt, an uncle, a grandparent, a close family friend takes them in. That's it. And the child is safe. It's an also safe adoption. And I talk about this on my channel. Um, everybody's better off all around. So thank you for giving me this platform, Kimberly. Oh, it was an honor <laughs> and pleasure. And I, yeah, I totally agree with you. This this needs to be out there. There needs to be more awareness. And I will let you know when this airs. 
I'm going to okay. air it as soon as possible. I just got to see where I'm at. And sure. um, would definitely love to, you know, whatever I can to give, you know, even flyers or something. Yes, I'll definitely send you uh, information, I've, uh, uh, business cards, um, even like little brochures. and Because uh, all uh, the link and everything everybody can go to is in the description notes, the show notes. So they can right. have, you know, instant access to that. But I'd really like to, there's so many apartment complexes over here in South Florida. Yeah. So I'm like, hey. <laughs> definitely, definitely. We, we, will, we will go anywhere and everywhere this this needs to be uh, a standard a standard is a standard that means it applies to all types of residency all around and i would you know love to go to the schools to help because you know kids are dear to my heart so i would like want to learn from you so i could go to the schools and say hey i'm a part of this you know i want to sure. give you some education so i definitely will talk to you about that because okay. I would be more than happy to go to schools and talk about this stuff. Wonderful, Kimberly. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Mwah. So back at you. <laughs> back at you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for being a shining light. We so need you. Thank you. Thank you, Kimberly. I, I, I thank you. Uh, I, I really appreciate that. I really appreciate um, you echoing what we're doing and, and being so supportive. We really appreciate it. It's an honor. Thank you. Likewise. Well, there you go. I hope that was very educational, very inform informative. And, you know, we got to do something to change the old, get rid of the old ways that no longer serve us and do something better because the problem but we're also so the solution and oh so safe with sabrina Oso. wow amazing like i said you never know who i'm gonna get on this show so stay tuned with wake up with kc